Tanya for the fifth day of Cheshven, Hey Cheshven, is in Igeres HaKedesh Simen, Chavav, 26th letter. It's on page Kufmem Gimel. Ahmed Aleph, the number at the bottom of the page is 554. The Al-Tareb is explaining the statement in the in the Tikkuni, in the, in the Raya Mehemna, where it says, or it seems to be saying, that the study of the Isr Veheter, what is prohibited and what is permissible, that that comes not from the tree of life, but from the tree of good and evil. Whereas after Mashiach comes, when people will be studying from the tree of life, then there will no longer be a need for this Isr Veheter study. And only the Ami Ha'aretz, who will not have tasted from the tree of life, will need to continue studying the Mishnah to, to learn Isr Veheter. So the Alter Rebbe says that there are those who assume that, that that is meant to be understood, that there's a part of Torah, the Isr Veheter and the Pilpul and the questions of Torah, that they are not somehow not completely holy. And the Rebbe is shocked at such, a, at such an opinion for a number of reasons. First of all, that any part of Torah should be described as unholy or not completely holy or klipa is unacceptable. And secondly, if it were true, then those parts of Torah, the study of those parts of Torah certainly would not take precedence over davening, which is full of Kabbalistic uh, meaning. And yet we find that even those who, who, were, who were learned and versed in the Kabbalah and davened according to the Kabbalah would not interrupt their learning in order to daven. So we see that the learning, even of those parts of Torah that deal with, with damages, with laws of permissible and non-permissible, of pure and impure, that they take precedent over davening with Kabbalistic intention. Now, in today's Shia, the Rebbe asks a third question on, on this assumption that there is something not completely holy about the study of Torah. On Dafkuf Mem Gimel, about two thirds of the way down, the first word of the line is Va'id at the period. Va'id Yesh Lahafli, Hafli Vafela, another amazement at such an opinion, how anybody could have such an opinion. Eich Efsher, how is it possible according to them? Shall Imeis HaMashiach Leit Starchuleid the Hilches Yisavahetevetumavatar to imply that there will be a time after Mashiach comes when we won't need to learn the laws of Yisr How can that be? How will they shecht the karbon, the gam chulin, and also regular meat? How will they shecht it? How will they be able to shecht if they don't know the laws of drasa, which means pressing down with the knife? As, as Yeshecht, the Chaloda is coming from the back of the throat instead of the front of the throat, or Shihia, or pausing in the middle of the, in the middle of the cut. All of these things make the, make the animal unfit. and also the question of the knife being perfect, not having any, any imperfections. They're gonna to need to know all of these laws. Will, is it, will it be that after Mashiach comes, people will be born 
by nature a sheikhet. And by nature they'll have no problem avoiding hesitation in the shrita or pressing down. Without being told not to, they will know instinctively not to do it. The gam, and what's even more amazing, is hasak and ti The knife will always be complete and will never have a nick in it. So, that assumption is totally unwarranted. And if after Mashiach comes, there will be karbonus and there will be meat, then there will be a need to learn all the laws of the kosher shrita and non-kosher shrita. And also other laws, like chelev and dam, the parts that you're not allowed to eat of the animal, the gam, tumas ames, and also the laws of the, of the uncleanliness, the tumah, of a, of a body, of a dead body, we will need to know them after Mashiach comes. As it says concerning the times of Mashiach, that if one will die at, a, at the age of a hundred, he will be considered a child. But we see from it that there will be death. So you'll need to know the laws of Tumah. The Gam, Tumas Yeladis, Tzarich Leida, will also need to know the laws of Tumah. After a woman gives birth, because it says concerning the time of Mashiach, Harav Yeladis Yachdav, that a woman will, be, will conceive and give birth at the same time. Imtailed Isha Bechol Yeim Mibia Achas that a woman will will give birth every day from one relationship. Afal Pikain Din Isa Tumaso Leyishtana. So although there will be the change of the gestation period that a woman will be able to give birth the same day that she conceives, but the laws of Tumah will not be changed. So after she gives birth, there will be those laws, and there will be a need to study those laws. And so there really is no need to dwell on something that is so obvious, and that the reverse is known throughout the Gemara and the Medrashim, where we see that in the times of Mashiach, there will be the study of these halachas. As for example, the Parich, the Gemara asks, Are we discussing a law that will be relevant only after Mashiach comes? So we see that when Mashiach comes, these laws, certain laws, will be relevant. And the Gemara also tells us that Eliyahu will resolve all the halachic doubts. In the, in the laws of Tumah and Tara and Isavahetah. Or another expression is that this section will be explained by Eliyahu, which in the times of Mashiach. So we see from all of this that in the times of Mashiach there will be the study of Mishnah. Another thing that needs explaining in the statement of the Zehar is that it says that when Mashiach comes, the sages will no longer be supported by the, the Amiharets, by the ignorant, or from the Erevrav, the Achlin, Posel, Tomeva, They will not, no, no longer need to be supported by those who eat what is unfit, what is unclean, and what is prohibited, God forbid. So there's a, there's a problem with that also. We need to understand 
because the sages in the times of the second base Hamikdash, in the times of the base Hamikdash, it wasn't common for the sages to be supported by the ignorant. Which is implied when you say that when Mashiach comes, that won't happen. In the times of the Bayis, when, when this was written, it also didn't happen. Because the sages had their own fields and their own vineyards as the, as the ignorant had. And still, even though they didn't have to purify that which they were receiving from the Amharats through their study of Isavahetev, even so, they continue to study Isavahetev and Tumantara. All the, the pairs of sages who study together in the time of the Bayesheni, and they established tens of thousands of students, etc., while the study of, of Kabbalah was still maintained in secret. So what were they teaching all these thousands of students? They were teaching the Mishnah, even though they didn't need to elevate it uh, from the hands of the Amharats because they weren't receiving anything from the Amharats. So what is this distinction that the Zayar is making that in the times of Mashiach, when the sages will no longer be supported by the ignorant, then there won't be a need to study this. There wasn't a need to study it then either, and yet they studied it. So all of this will be explained in tomorrow's Shia. In the Hayyim Yayim, for the fifth day of Cheshvan, the Rebbe writes that Jews are compared to the stars in the heavens. By their light, even if one walks in darkness, he doesn't trip. Every Jew, man or woman, possesses enough moral and spiritual strength to influence their friends and their acquaintances and bring them into the light so that they don't trip, they don't blunder.